the low shorted, and I couldn't put him. No, it's not excuses. You won. What are you talking about? You know, I'm not you, bro. I'm not you. I don't. I don't got to do the whole cold hands. I don't got to do the cold. Well, give him a chance. No, 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 stop talking. Shut your mouth real quick. So, so for one, for one second, for one second, shut up. I'm trying to tell you that you did something good, you idiot. Hey guys, what's up? This is a very special episode brought to you with the help of Mighty Ape. They've just announced their Tekken 7 online league, so sign up, register, help out the FGC like usual. And just a general question, who here that listens goes to overseas tournaments, such as EVO, BAM, OHN, NorCal, SoCal, Canada Cup, all those. It's really good when players go overseas to get that experience and promote their FGCs. But what was your best experience? Did you body people? Who did you get bodied by? Shoutouts to Standing Fierce, Omen by HP, special mention to Mighty 8. Let's go.
Welcome to the Super Salt Shaker Podcast. Drex. Hello there, everyone. Hoping you've had a good day. You are here with the commander himself, Commander Jesse. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Nah, sweet ass, dude. Firstly, can I just say, I love that your name is like a superhero. Commander Jesse. No, it sounds strong, dude. It sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Uh, it was actually given to me, which is, which is even better. Like, I didn't come up with that myself, so it's... Uh, it's it's very uh, it has it sounds like it has authority to it so I, I definitely rock with it. Sometimes like I worry it's a little long though. Oh no, definitely not, man. Like you walk in and you have that presence with you. Oh, it's Commander Jesse, superhero stature. <laughs> Thank uh, you. No, no worries. I mean, I look at players like JB who just you know use their initials, and I'm thinking that's not original. But Commander Jesse, you've got ranking, son. Yeah, yeah. Leader of the people, you know? Leader, yeah, leader of the people. You know, bro. Um, so you are a Dulcim main. You're really well known for being a Dulcim main, being a fierce player. Um, what made you side with Dulcim? Well, I used to be a Chun-Li player in Street Fighter Four, all the way up into Super. I mean, all the way up until AE, and then I started playing Sakura a lot. But it wasn't until the last year of Street Fighter Four that I started playing a little bit of Dulcim. And I just thought he was a ton of fun. Um, I thought his game plan was so different from everybody else. I thought his uh, strategy of you know controlling space and keeping opponents out and winning that way was just so in, was so pleasurable and so in, enjoying that I wanted to continue to play like that. So I kept playing Dalsim and in Street Fighter Four I would use him as like a counter pick. So anytime I ran into like a Zangief or a T Hawk or Shotos, I always brought out Dalsim. It always felt good to win with him, and then. When Street Fighter V had come out, I wasn't even sure if I was going to continue to play because, you know, I just felt like I had put in a lot of time in Street Fighter 4 and I wasn't really traveling or anything. And then, um, then you know, Chun-Li had come out for Street Fighter V, but I didn't find her as interesting as I did when I played her in Street Fighter 4. I just, maybe her style didn't really work out that well for me or it just didn't feel quite the same. So I was struggling. I didn't have a character to play yet. The um the transition for Dalston, I just knew right away, like that he was that was gonna be my character. It wasn't even a thought; it was like a feeling. Like my heart told me that this was my character. He, they gave him a beard. He had a <laughs> sick design. It was just it was amazing. You didn't have to grow a beard because of Dalston, did you? No, no, no. <laughs> I actually I had the beard before Dalston got his beard. It's an yeah. epic. It's an epic beard, man. You must get a lot of time to stroke it. Yeah, it's, it, I get a lot of people who, you know, talk, bring it up and, and talk to me about it. And I feel like at this point, it's just part of my look. Like, I can't shave ever. Plus, my girlfriend would literally kill me if I, if I shave. She, she yeah. likes me better with the beard, so it's the thing. It's the prep you need to do as well. I mean, if you're going to shave, you need the razor, you need the scissors, you need the some kind of moisturizer, you need the whole shebang. Yeah, you got to get a whole operation, you know, so I prefer <laughs> to just... I prefer to just, you know, keep it trimmed, like keep it nice and oiled up and just, you know, and, and I think it, I think it's kind of a good because it's also it could be a little bit intimidating too. So I kind of like it. Oh, it is, man. You, you have a stare that just kills, you know. <laughs> yeah. So with um, Dalsim, 
um, with the transition Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5 what are your opinions on Dalsim in the game itself? Uh, I think that Dalsim is a really cool character because I think he's one of the few characters that can actually express himself like I think sometimes in this game where I see like characters like Nepali where it just seems very uh like a cycle like i always kind of know what to expect out of an akali player i usually see the same kind of game plan but whenever i see dalson players i notice that they don't all play the same or i kind of see like the personality shine through the character and when i played dalson i, I kind of was getting that for the first year of street fighter 5. i was just known as this aggressive dalson player and then it and, you know and i felt it when i played him i was like you know i really get a chance to showcase my personality through the character so i really enjoy that aspect of it um as far as tears go i feel like he's not one of the strongest characters but i also don't feel like he's out of the fight entirely he just takes a little bit more work i think i believe there's a clip of you using dulcim and you it was a tournament and you won through some dirty tactics they coined you as the dirty dulcim player <laughs> Which 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 one was this? Oh, I can't remember. I was just looking at it online. Someone had a uh, a short clip of it on Twitter. Um, I don't know Street Fighter much, but you knocked the. I think it was a hard knockdown. You did a float, and then you kind of did his spiral dive kick down, and then you ended oh. up facing forward. I can't remember the player you versed, but it's someone Chris said, Tatarian. "Yes, Christatarian." Yeah. They were like, "Oh, those dirty Dalsim tactics." Yeah, that was that was that was at W. That was Wednesday night fights uh, against Chris Terry. Yeah, no, I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you, uh, do you go to Wednesday night fights a lot? Yeah, I've been going to Wednesday night fights for years now. Um, I used to go a lot in Street Fighter Four. Well, not every week because I don't think I was as dedicated. I, I, I was playing and I had a good time playing, but I wasn't traveling as much and I wasn't going to Wednesday night fights as much. Um, but I do go out now. I pretty much go every week just because I feel like it's important to get that offline practice and to play against very strong uh, players to get that experience and that practice is pretty important. So I try to make an effort to go down there. And I think it's like about an hour drive from, from where I am. But oh. yeah, but it's still, I think, worth to go and get that, that kind of experience. <clears throat> as opposed to just playing online. And I'd assume with Wednesday Night Fights, you've met people like Alex Valle, you know, you've said Chris T. Um, have you met any unsavory characters through Wednesday Night Fights? Uh, I don't think I've met anybody that's really, like, pissed me off or anything, you know? I, I don't think anybody ever really kind of got on my, got on my nerves or anything like that. I, I did have an experience at Arcade Infinity a long time ago that made me not want to go back there again. I think I went there one time back to Street Fighter 4 because I had heard all the talk was about Arcade Infinity at the time in SoCal. And yeah, yeah. I was, and I, for me, my local arcade was Family Fun Arcade. So I always played with all my friends at Family Fun Arcade, but I just kept hearing about AI and Arcade Infinity. So I asked my cousin if he would go with me, and we went to Arcade Infinity, and I had the worst experience. I, I, I put my token up, I waited to play, and I just got like I just got this vibe like no one wanted me there, or like, what are you doing here? And I was just kind of like, okay, well. And I waited to play, and I was waiting forever, and I saw someone who had just played go up and try to play again. And I was like, you know what, I got to say something. So I was like, hey, man, I've been waiting here for half an hour just trying to play, like... 
I, and I've seen you play already. Like, is it okay? Do you mind? Like, can I, can I get in here? And he just stared at me for like 30, like 20 seconds. Like, just stared at me. Like, and I was like waiting for him to do something. Like, we were going to actually fight or something. Yeah, and yeah. He just stood up and walked away. And I was like, okay, that was weird. I lost. And as soon as I lost, I just told my cousin, like, let's get out of here, man. So that was like probably the one of the, the few times that I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable or I had a really bad experience. But at once in my fights, I just felt like everybody was there to like, you know, get better you know, play the best players, and, and that's kind of what it's been like ever since it started going. Because over here in New Zealand, as you'd imagine, the scene is quite small, but in America, the amount of players, the camaraderie must be astounding. Um, is there anyone that you really get along with? Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the friends I have now, some of the closest friends I have now, I met through Family Phone Arcade. So I would go there uh, all the time. I would go there and practice, and, you know, I, I started to meet these people that would come there every every day or every other day to play street fighter and eventually it moved to uh my friend chris fuller uh, he ended up having sessions at his house and he invited all the local valley street fighter 4 players to play there and that's when we started grinding and leveling up so i made friends with uh people like hellfire he's like my probably my, my best friend one of my closest friends um hellfire uh vicious he's a commentator uh he's a really close friend of mine uh, Joe Dubs was another person I was uh, friends with, and just uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of people, Killamax, Ateo, just all, all Valley people, and and then through Wednesday Night Fights, I've made friends like you know Alex Myers and Chris Terrian and mm. and Stupendous and Valle, of course, uh, just overall, and know uh, and Pinoy, uh, Pinoy is another close friend of mine, uh, SD Pinoy. Okay. So, yeah, so just uh, just going to Wednesday Night Fights, I've met so many different characters, so many different people, and I've established friendships. But I think a lot of it, though, as far as the bigger names are concerned, is like you're earned the friendship or the, the, the respect from, from winning matches. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, you kind of have to prove yourself before people kind of mess with you. Like, Baptism under fire. Yeah, you have to be like okay that guy's hungry or he's winning he's coming <clears> up he's, he's making moves before they can kind of like come around and start talking you know but yeah. I, I feel like it might be that way everywhere so I just I feel like I've had to earn that respect yeah there's no quick way to get it man have to have respect mm -hmm. to get respect nah I get you exactly yeah so um with your you know with your Delsum prowess are you do you have a secondary in the pocket at all I've seen you use Sakura in your stream Yes, uh, I do play Sakura on the side because you know, I used to play Sakura in Street Fighter 4 Heavy. Um, so when Sakura was announced, I was super excited. And then when she did eventually become playable, I was very disappointed. <laughs> but I just was hoping she'd be more viable or have the same strengths. Some of the same strengths that she did in Street Fighter 4. But to me, it just felt like I was working with a less lesser character. Street Fighter 5, but I still enjoy playing her, but I just don't know how viable she could be in this engine. But I do play Sakura on the side, and I play a little bit of Mika, and now I play a little bit of Guile, but uh, but mainly it's 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 Dalsim. Does Sakura, is she mainly better than Ryu in this version of Street Fighter 5? Um, well, right now, I think Ryu has some tools you can work with as far as the new V-Trigger. I think that that opens up a lot of doors as far as like the Dawson matchup. I think Ryu can fight it a lot better now that he can parry a limb, draw Dawson in, and, and get big damage. Um, 
Sakura, I think, is advantageous when she's in her V-Trigger as well. I just think in the neutral, she really struggles because her normals are very stubby. But I think that once she activates her second V-Trigger, she can force the opponent into the corner, and that's where she threats. So her walk speed and her, and her V-Trigger, I think I would make her a threat. So I think she's a, she could be a good character if you're not prepared for the matchup. And Ryu... I guess it could be kind of the same way because you just don't see Ryu's in tournaments too often. Yeah. But I think, I think he I think he can still fight. It's just it's tough when right now I think it's a clear cut who the top tier characters are and to fight against those characters anything like like Dawson, I mean anything like Sakura or Ryu, it's it's uh it's kinda tough. I guess it is pretty tough being the poster child for this franchise and it being like the least used character, like even in tournaments, the presence for Ryu is just, it's nil. Yeah, it, it's really weird to see because in season one, you had you know, so many good, we had Daigo, who is the poster child for Street Fighter, in my opinion, you know, he, I, in my eyes, he's the Michael Jordan. The OG Fighter. man, the OG, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's number 23, you know, he's OG, he's OG MVP. Um, so I, I and and for him to get away from Ryu is speaks volumes about the character, and to not see any anymore is kind of sad, you know. Especially someone who's such a staple. Like when people watch Street Fighter, uh, just casual gamers who maybe or, or just just casual fans, maybe people who don't know a lot about video games. But if they see a Ryu on the screen and they're watching video games, they can kind of understand who that character is. You know, they can they can kind of put it together. Yeah. As opposed to like maybe. I don't know, Nikali or, or, or Karen or, you know, some of these other characters, but not, you know. So, of course, you know the Dalsam matchups, the ones that are unfavorable. But as a player, who are your unfavorable matches player-wise? Player-wise, man. Is there someone That's... gunning for you? Someone gunning for me? I mean, as a Dalsam player, I feel like people are always gunning for me. I feel like I have a stigma because I'm a <laughs> Dalsam player. Like, I already play a character who has a certain archetype that people don't like like i think that my character is just like ever since ever, ever like ever since like every time ever since people hear about dawson they always just think of this guy who just it's just super annoying pokes you all day doesn't let you in just limbs you out and people just say it's cheap but his defense isn't as strong so i think that once you get in on dawson he doesn't have a ton of options and he, your defense has to be on point but as far as like someone but like specifically being a, a bad player matchup i would say I, the, the the only person that i've ever played that makes me feel absolutely just smoked like i like stupid like i feel like i'm incapable like i feel completely incapable it would be knuckle dude knuckle dude i feel like whenever i play knuckle dude i i used to practice a lot with him in season one <laughs> uh before he won capital cup we used, to try, we used to run a lot of sets online, and then we started. We we would play here and there throughout the years, just like you know, at a at a tournament, like just casuals. Like we'd play in his room, or just like in the you know in the lobby somewhere or whatever. But every time I play him, I just played him in Texas Showdown too. But uh, every time I every time I play him, I just feel like I'm in, I'm incapable. It's weird. Like he just has a way. Like he understands the way my brain works, and he just doesn't let me do anything. It's crazy. But I don't feel like that. And I played Punk, and I played Mena, and I played, you know, I played Daigo. Like, but no one makes me feel like that. It's weird. So I just, like, I always give him mad credit because I'm just like, this guy has 
this guy's mental ability is so strong it's it's ridiculous so in a way he's kind of like a metaphys metaphorical metaphysical guile so he has that wall that you just can't seem to break down yeah like he he well he'll go mika against my dalsa and for some reason he just always has the right read or he just knows what button i'm gonna push next and he and next thing you know it's over and i'm trying my best like okay i'm considering all the options but it almost doesn't matter like it's it's just he kind of has a way of making you feel like you're whatever decision you're making at that time is not a good one he's just it's just it's hard to explain i think you, you gotta play him to like get what i'm talking about but he's re he's really good obviously <laughs> and i guess that's what you call the grind man it's tough man it's a tough hill climbing uh learning fighting games and trying to be the best or try to be the best that you can i suppose absolutely i wanted to touch briefly about the e-league show um yeah <clears throat> just in terms of you know how it represented you and your overall experience um yeah did you what was your take on the show like how do, how do you feel it went for you um honestly i thought the show was a great experience i thought that it would allow the world to see what it is that we do <clears throat> and what we're passionate about um this is obviously something that i put my heart and soul into i've always loved playing video games ever since i was a kid um it, it wasn't necessarily fighting games i loved a, a little bit of everything i used to play a lot of halo 2. uh i still remember you know staying up late with my friends playing goldeneye till like six in the morning you know just oh, like dude. i just have so many fond memories like video games are literally a, <laughs> a gigantic part of my life mm. um so i'm just so grateful that the world gets to see me doing what i love to do so I think that I'm very grateful for that. And I think that it's also maybe gotten me more exposure as far as a Street Fighter player and, and what I'm truly capable of. Yeah, and I mean, you're capable of a lot. I mean, it's not like you're a nobody. But it's funny that you said that, you know, it, you know, you getting more reach out to people. Have there been, has there been much reception from people? Have they tried to reach out to you from seeing you in the show? Um, I've had some people ask me, like, such as yourself, I guess, <laughs> yeah. to do interviews, stuff like that. Yep. So I have done, I think I've done one already with Flo. Um, he had asked me to come on his stream and do a, you know, a thing with him. Yeah. And then I'm doing this now. So I've had a couple other people ask me if I want to do interviews, just talking about the show and stuff. So yeah, I've had some people approach me. And, um, you know, now I'm just looking forward to E-League and being a part of the most exclusive Street Fighter tournament on Earth. And I'm just so excited. I don't know. I mean, crazy. yeah, it's a one. I mean, it's a rare opportunity that you've been able to seize. What what's the biggest challenge that you face walking into this thing? Um, I think for me, it's just obviously i want to get as close as i can to winning first place you know i want to be the one of the best players in the world i want to compete with the best players in the world and i want to show everybody that i'm actually capable of doing that um so that right there is something i have in the back of my mind and also i remember when chris the um had gotten back from doing ely last year and he had told me about the pressures of of, of the pressures of playing on that stage at you and he said that it's nothing like he's ever experienced before and he's been in and i mean he's traveled way more than i have you know he's been to different countries in the world and he's been you know 
on some of the biggest stages and for him to say something like that was just kind of you know something that i, I keep in the back of my mind and now i'm going to be in that same position so i'm curious to see what that's going to be like and i'm hoping that i can just play my game and adapt and overcome because you're quite uh, okay well you, you you know you've been playing for years i'm just thinking because you're quite an older you know you're quite an older seasoned player um right what are your thoughts on esports for the mm. FGC, I know it's always a touchy mm. topic. Summer, yay, summer, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Um, well, here's here's my take on it, right? Like I used to play, I used to play at Family Fun Arcade, and that's why, like, I think of Clockwork and stuff like that because you know he's one of the OGs and always reminds me of the arcade era, mm. Strider Doom, you know. But like at Family Fun Arcade, we used to hang out there. Guys would be smoking and drinking in the parking lot. Fights would break out. I saw a dude literally walk around the cabinets, grab his dude by his neck, and slam him to the ground. You know, just because he was like trolling him, like like teabagging him. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen it all. You know what I mean? So I I come from a background where it's like if you're not careful, you get your ass beat. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I I'm used to that and i've played in those environments and i i don't get like a thrill off of competition so i really enjoy that aspect of it but i think that with esports there's more opportunities for people to just continue to do what they love and that's why i feel like i can't knock it too much because without esports i guess or without like companies investing and trying to come in and show the world that this is something that you know may be a bit niche but it could be considered a profession and some people can maybe even possibly make a career out of it. And if there's a possibility that if someone can come in and, again, do what they love, compete with the best, and be paid out like you know an athlete, or be taken care of, or be able to make this something that's sustainable, then I can't really knock that because mm. everybody here has been putting in so much time and so much effort. There's many people that have been playing forever. You know, Vi is a, is a legend. Uncle Vi, Mr. Street Fighter. You know, Uncle Vi. So, like, why aren't they, you know, they, like, these people should be able to do in my opinion. You know, there should be a mm -hmm. way for all of us to be able to make this a bigger thing. And I feel like the more exposure to what it is that we do is better. Um, obviously, you don't want to be, you know, we still want to hold on to, like, grassroots. We still want to be able to, like, do things on our terms. And I feel like we can still do that. I think that that's what makes our brand of, uh, you know, our brand of esports, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, so different. Is that sure, we got man. guys, you know, we got guys getting hype in the crowd, popping off. You know, we got we we bring hype. Like we're not sitting there in front of a computer, not saying anything. You know, we we, we get crazy with it. Like mm. we play fighting games, and passion shows through our through our expressions, through our gameplay. Like we get really into this. Like this is not like, you know, not to knock on other genres, but I just think that we come to the table with a little bit of a little bit of spice we come with a little bit of something different so that's what's so special about us so mm. i just feel like if we continue to grow and have more experiences to show people that i think they can vibe with that like i think the general audience could feel where we're coming from and get part of the excitement and want to go along with it like i think like my my you know like my friends and my like my girlfriend like when they watch for the first time or they, they've never seen you know street fighter before they don't know what's going on even though they don't really understand the game like fighting games are easy enough to understand where there's a life bar and you can see who's winning and who's losing. Yes. And when a person starts to make that comeback 
and the crowd starts to get hype, she gets, you know, my girlfriend gets nervous, you know, she gets nervous <laughs> and she's excited for me and she can kind of get involved with what's going on. So to me, that, that says a lot about, you know, just that the general audience can get involved too. Like people who aren't necessarily playing could get an idea of what's going on. And, and I think what we bring to the table is special. I just think it's been hard from the very beginning because I think when esports was introduced, you know, it was right. first person shooters and, you know, World of Warcraft, you know, all those games were kind of in the forefront because they were easily recognized. Um, and yeah, it's just trying to find the middle ground with these corporations and these companies. Yeah, it's just finding the middle ground, but we've got to cut through so much shit to get there. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And, uh, you know, I think that we're making moves and making strides towards doing that you know we got events we got more events going on now than ever who allow which allow people to shine you know um i can honestly say that if it wasn't for wednesday night fights and brooklyn beat down in esl i wouldn't be talking to you right now you know i wouldn't be where i am today because hmm. wednesday night fights allowed me to travel to esl brooklyn beat down because i won that season and they said that they would send one of their players who won the season to Brooklyn Beatdown. And then that in turn led to me, you know, doing so well. And every opportunity after that just can't keep stemming off each other. So I just don't take, I don't you take things for granted. So I just try to maximize. I mean, just like anybody else, anytime you get an opportunity, you try to make your best of mm. it. And that's what I think I've done. And these opportunities wouldn't have come if we weren't for people who just generally wanted to be involved in whatever it is that we do. I think as long as they come in, knowing that we want to protect what we have and we want we know that we got something good here and they have good intentions that i can't really see the fault in it i mean at first when i heard that the e-league were going to do this reality show i really wasn't sure how it was going to be i mean i had an idea of how people would think about it but just mm -hmm. like what they were trying to achieve i mean i know the basic goal that they were trying to achieve but you yeah. know like first it's e-league and then it's a reality show like, I think people were questioning if that was the right step to take. Did you have any thoughts like that? Um, I mean, I thought that it was something totally different and I didn't know what to expect out of it. Um, when they said that I would be part of the crew, I was just like, they really want me. You know, I was like, mm. I, more, I, I can compete and, uh, you know, I, I really would love this opportunity, but I was kind of surprised. I was like, maybe it's the beard, you know? Maybe it's because I have a beard and my name is Commander. Like, <laughs> I just stand out a certain way and they're just like, that's great. You, you're the guy with the beard, that's perfect, you know? So I was like, I, I guess, you know? That, that's not what they said, by the way. I, was just, I just figured in my own mind that that's probably their thought process. But, you know, I was chosen and I was like, okay, if they're going to pick other people for the show, I feel like LTG's got to be on there just because he's such a he's such a name to the scene maybe not on like the competitive side because he doesn't really travel as much he doesn't compete on yeah. that level but as a personality i feel like it's it's too strong to avoid like i think he's just uh so apparent and you need to have different people to make up a reality show in order for it to be successful in my opinion so i just felt like it made a lot of sense for him to be on there and i thought that like everyone else was casted really well so I was a little worried. I was like, ooh, reality show. I don't know. You know, I think Big Brother. I think uh, Jersey Shore, you know? And I'm just like, hmm. not going to have any kind of privacy. And I, I don't I, I don't know. It's a little weird, you know? It's a little weird. But it wasn't like that at all, you know? It was just a really pleasurable experience. When I got there, you know, the executive producer uh, had, you know, told me that you're not. they're not there to make us uncomfortable. They're there to just, like, make sure that we 
we do what we do and they love what we do and just they wanted to show the world that just showcase what it is that we do and how how passionate we are about has your opinion changed on e um on reality shows with e-league because you've hit you would have seen the official cameras and stuff i think it has because i was like kind of blown away by everything that's done like wow there's a lot of cameras a lot of microphones a lot of things being recorded a lot of uh you know it, it's like seeing behind the curtain you know and, and you always just watch at home and you see these shows and you never really know how some of this stuff gets done but this show isn't it's also not entirely like those shows though so it's a little tough like none of the stuff was really scripted like they weren't we didn't we weren't given lines to say or anything like that so I don't know if some of the other shows are like that, but I feel like that's kind of what made this show a little special is that a lot of it was just kind of, we were put in situations and those situations in turn developed drama naturally, like mm. having to decide who would go up for elimination and then that person would choose who they want to fight in the chamber. Like that, whenever those kind of things happen, naturally there's got to be some, there's got to be some drama. So, yeah, man. Uh, so I thought that that was really interesting. Okay, well, with on that note, we'll just take our first break. So, for those of you who are listening, don't gap, don't gap. We'll be right back. up guys uh hopefully you guys have stayed and those who have joined in i've got my man commander jesse uh so not to get all schmoozy with you dude but i know that you have a really great relationship with your mum. yes yeah mm-hmm. i was just wondering if you could you know talk us through your you know your beginnings you know baby commander jesse like how you got into fighting games <laughs> 
Uh, well, I grew up a only child, so I don't have any brothers or sisters. Um, I didn't grow up with any brothers or sisters, so it was just my mother and I. And she bought me a uh, Nintendo when I was, you know, a little boy. And I would play all the time. Like, she couldn't get me off the machine. <laughs> but she liked the fact that I was at home and that I was enjoying myself and playing. And I wasn't outside doing stupid stuff, like being reckless, you know. Uh, and I eventually, you know, I, I, I got older. I, you know, as I grew older, I wanted, I, you know, I needed the next, the next machine. So I, I got the Super Nintendo. And, I, you know, I guess in a say, you could say I was a little, a little spoiled like that because I was the only child. So... It was like at the Super Nintendo and then eventually the 64. And when I had these systems, like my friends would come over and she would order pizza for us. And she would just kind of like be happy that we were in a controlled environment. So she always was very supportive of some things that I love to do. Like it, when it wasn't this, you know, she she pushed, signed me up for bat, like for soccer a long time ago. We have this thing called AYSO. Yeah. It's like American Youth Soccer Organization. And I hated it. And I played for like a year and I hated it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just, I'm just running around and I can't like, I'm not, I'm not that skillful. So I'm just like, I, I'm really, I'm running around and it's not working out. And then she's like, okay, if you don't like soccer, then I'm going to put you in basketball. So she put me in basketball and it was like YMCA, like youth basketball. And I actually really enjoyed it. So then I started playing basketball for, for, for like four or five years. I was playing like every year in the YMCA league. And I, I really enjoyed that. So she, you know, even though I played a lot of video games growing up, I, I also would, uh, you know, play basketball outside. And then, you know, we would do stupid stuff as kids. Like, you know, just we just play hide and seek out there or like do like throw rocks at cars or whatever. It was just stupid, stupid kids. Like, oh, you're a ribble, man. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were bad, you know, some of us, we did some stuff that we weren't necessarily proud of, you know, but we were a little re rebellious, you know, but then, you know, we grow old and we're like, okay, that was kind of stupid. We shouldn't do stuff like that. But... You know, we would grow up on, I grew up on a block, you know, um, and on this block, it was just uh, a bunch of kids from a bunch of different apartments and stuff like that. So we all would like go through phases. So we, you know, we used to play basketball together. We would play uh, touch football. We would, uh, when Pokemon cards were a big thing, we would into Pokemon cards. When skateboarding was a big thing, we were really into skateboarding for a while. So um, I would play video games here and there throughout that time. Like I would play, uh, you know, like I said before, I played a lot of GoldenEye with my friends. Um, I had my 64, so we play that. Uh, then I had PlayStation 2, and we would play NBA Live 2005, things like that. Um, but I don't feel like I really got into gaming until I got Halo 2. But my mom has, throughout my life, has been very supportive of what I'm passionate about. So I just, it's, I'm very thankful to have that. It's interesting because with gaming, with parents, you know, some of them don't really understand. Some of them see it as a phase that, you know, they just grow out of. It almost feels like the secret hobby, the secret identity. You know, when your parents are asking you, oh, what, where are you going? And then you just tell them, oh, I'm just nowhere important. Um, but it's really good that you have that rapport with your mum. Has she ever attended your tournaments? Um, I think she's been to a few. It's just kind of hard because sometimes she has to work and she can't really attend, so it's a little difficult. But uh, she's been to a few, yeah. But not none like too far, like maybe like a local one or something like that. Yeah, and she hasn't embarrassed you, like yelling at the top of her lungs, Can't no, you say? No, my mom is so sweet. No, she's not like... My mom is really sweet and she's like kind of shy at times, so... 
she's not really the type to go yelling or anything but my mom does get a little emotional so if she saw me winning or she saw that i was happy like she saw i guess that she you know i had won on the show and she was really teared up about that so my mom is really like she's really like shy so she wouldn't be like that she would just probably get emotional i'd probably be like okay mom you can stop crying like just relax yeah <laughs> oh yeah but yeah but she she's there yeah, she's very supportive i guess the natural question is is she a good cook all mothers are good cooks yeah i think so yeah she can hold it down um we we usually go out to eat for the most part but growing up she would we could do a lot of cooking and she would make really good like uh you know arroz con leche or like enchiladas and stuff like that just really good mexican food yes it was bomb it was bomb yeah <laughs> if you had to recommend a mexican uh you know food for a first timer what would you suggest oh my god I, that's that's a loaded question because i still eat mexican food a lot like you know my girlfriend and i will go out to like this place called salsa and beer and it's amazing like we'll have you know uh sometimes we'll have like we'll get like tacos obviously or we'll get um what do you call it Oh, God, like she makes some really good chilaquiles too. Like chilaquiles are amazing. Like I think if you haven't had Mexican food, like chilaquiles in the morning, like a breakfast Mexican food is really, really good. What is it? Ex what is it exactly? Like chilaquiles is like cut up like it's like fried tortilla chips mixed in with like tomato sauce. We use like pato tomato sauce, and then we put cheese in there, and then there's a bit of like. Uh, diced up tomatoes and onions and cilantro, and like uh, you put, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's God, it's, you had me a tomato sauce, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really good, and it's, you like you you know you deep fry the, 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 the tortilla, so they come out to like chips, right? And then you get everything, then you dump the chips in, then you put the the, the cilantro at the end because it's gonna start to like you know burn really quickly, and then once it comes out, it's just amazing. It's so good. It's really really good. Have you been jamming any games lately? Have you been uh, like playing anything else outside of Street Fighter? Yeah. Um. Everybody's on that Fortnite trend right now. I haven't played it. I downloaded it and I haven't played it. Um. Oh, stay stay away the once you get into game, it. Yeah, the only game I've actually been playing a little bit here and there is uh, Skullgirls. Skullgirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw I saw a YouTube video once of Sonny Fox playing Skullgirls, and I was like blown away by how sick it looked. I was just like, wow! Like it, it reminded me a little bit of Marvel, but like I liked the graphics of Skullgirls. Like I liked the art design of it, so I was kind of fascinated. And I was watching him, and I was kind of like, wow, that game looks really interesting. So I bought it and I played it a little bit. And then as of recently, I went to Wednesday Night Fights, and someone was playing it, and they were like, Jesse, didn't you say you wanted to learn it? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I sat down and I've been playing it a little bit. It, it moves really quickly, so it's hard for me to keep up, but it, it does interest me. Okay, because it has different, you know, like different dynamics and stuff compared to Street Fighter, because it's an anime game. It's not too much for you? It, uh, it's a little intense. I, it's, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I tried to do the, the trials, and uh, like by trial two, there's like, it's like four chains one out after another after another, and I'm just kind of like, wow, that, that's, very ex that's very extensive. And I don't know if I can keep up with it, but I'm trying. But it, it is a little overwhelming. But I'm trying. I'm trying to just have fun with it. Oh, yeah. And back to Fortnite, you will try it or you won't? I don't know. I have, I literally downloaded it on PlayStation 4, and I, it's been sitting there. I haven't played it once. I don't know. I just feel like I know it's a trend. I know everybody's playing it, but I 
the only shooter the, the last time i took a shooter very seriously was halo 2. and i'm telling you if i had the one regret i do have ever since i you know i've been doing this competitively with street fighter is that i wish i had at least given myself a chance competing in halo 2 professionally like i i think i was i think i was a decent player and i just never went to any offline tournaments or any events but there was mlg anaheim which was maybe like an hour away from but I never went. I don't know. I, my teammates were from Canada, and, and I was I was a good solo player, which was like free for all. They would do Halo Two free for all, and I always regretted not going uh, to any of those events. So I guess when Street Fighter came around and I went to a Family Fun Arcade, I was like, okay, I'm making amends of that right now. The shooter in me has died. <laughs> it's dead. You did, yeah. Oh man, it's hard though. I feel like with shooters, I don't know if this, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like with shooters, you have to be playing a lot. Like you have to keep playing. Like if you don't play for like three or four days, I feel like you lose it a little bit. Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know if it's just me. I always feel like with Halo Two, if I didn't play for a couple of days and I come back, I'm rusty. My aim is off. I have to change the sensitivity because I think I'm off, but it's just me. Like it's not that. Like it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. But I feel like with Street Fighter, like sometimes it's good to take. Like I can play for a while, and then I can take a break for a couple of days, and then I come up with new ideas. I come back and I can like win a tournament or something. Like it, it's 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 not. But then again, I mean, Street Fighter Five isn't really execution heavy, but uh, I just feel like sometimes a break from the game actually can help you. But as far as like shooters are concerned, I think it's like you have to consistently be playing. Well, yeah, because with fighting games, you know, you want to break those patterns that have been engraved into you whereas shooters you know you need to keep the patterns going for me it's more so keeping the peripherals like constantly looking around the screen you know like seeing if that bush is moving or if i can hear footsteps going you know but the, yeah with fighting yeah. yeah fighting games it's good to take a break and kind of see where you're at and aim for the next pedestal yeah 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 i agree well on the show with e-league you met lupe fiasco which would have been you know pretty sweet um, but have you met any other legit celebrities? In just as far as like through Street Fighter or just in general? Oh, like just in general, like any any famous celebrities uh, you've met or any anyone oh, out of yeah. the blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I actually have a like, funny story. It's, I was at a bar in uh, Santa Monica with one of my friends. Uh, a guy, Hellfire, is one of my closest friends, another Street Fighter player. And uh, we were just there hanging out. And these guys came in and we overheard them and they said something about Tracy McGrady. And I was like, what? Like, what, what did you guys say? Like, Tracy McGrady? They're like, oh, yeah, he's right over there. And I was like, Tina, like Tracy McGrady, like, you know, Houston Rockets, Orlando Magic, just one of the best basketball players of all time. Like, just happens to be there. Just is next door, and they're just like, Yeah, he's right over there. And I was like, All right, we're gonna go over there. So we went over there, and he was like, As soon as you walked into the bar, this like, no, walk, as soon as you walked into the bar, like right away, as soon as you go through the door, there's like a lounge area, and it's just him and some girl, like in this big lounge area. And then there's a security guard there, like behind a velvet rope. And I was like, You know what? I'm I gotta ask him for a picture. I have to. It's it's T Mac, it's Trace McGrady. I gotta do it. Mm. And I go up and I asked the security guard, or I guess his, his bodyguard or whatever, and I'm just like, hey, uh, is it okay if I ask him for a picture? And he's like, honestly, man, he's had a long night. He just kind of wants to hang out with his girlfriend or whatever. And, you know, I just, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think so, man. And I was like, man, okay. But in my mind, I was like, you know what? I don't see T-Mac all the time. I'm going for it. So I was like, yo, T-Mac! <laughs> 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 and 
and he looked over and he was like like kind of gave me that look like really bro and i was just like yo can i get a photo man you're the best dude and then he was like i think i kind of put him in like a tough spot because he was with this girl like he didn't want to look like an asshole oh and yeah he, and he was like he's like yeah sure sure and so we took this photo and in the photo he genuinely looks happy like he's just chilling like he you know we just had a great photo i, I get to tell the story about t-mac but like people never understand like he was really wasn't that thrilled you know but it's just like <laughs> something that i know that other people don't know and i'm just like man that's so like i'm like i don't think i'm gonna do that again like next time i see a celebrity i think i'm just gonna chill like i, I gotta i gotta relax so yeah you know it, it, i've had some experiences like that like uh, you know just you know, I met Lupe Fiasco, and I thought that that was super cool. I thought it was even cooler that he said he knew who I was on TV. Oh, like, you would have been flipped. Yeah, man, you would have been on the moon, eh? Like, when he said that, he, he actually said, I know who Commander Jesse is on national television. So I was like, holy shit. Like, he just said he knows who I am. Like, that must have given me some clout. Like, I like I have to have some, like, street cred after that. Like, this dude, Lupe, knows who I am. Like, he knows who I am. Like, that's that's crazy. So I was kind of flipping out, but, you know, at the same time, I got to act like he said it before. So I was like, yeah, you know, that's tight. That's cool. Are you you into um, music at all, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, In high school, I used to listen to, like, a lot of underground hip-hop and a lot of alternative. And then now, I think I listen to, like, a lot of ratchet. A lot of ratchet rap, I think. Like, my my girl, like, we go out, like, pretty often. So I feel like now it's kind of influenced by like Migos and stuff like that, like, you know, but I, I'm really like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a big fan of Kanye and things like that, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of, I, I, I used to listen to more, I used to listen to music a lot more. I feel like now, like I've just been so focused with like gaming and then I spent a lot of time with my girlfriend and stuff. So I don't really have as much time as I used to. Yeah. How do you find juggling being a professional gamer and you know, trying to make a living out there in the real world? Uh, you know, it's it's something that I I know is a process and I'm, I'm hoping that eventually I can maybe do what I love and turn that into a career because I love to do this and um, hopefully if I can be involved in, you know, as far as being a professional Street Fighter player or professional gamer, um, if not, then I would just like to be involved in the industry itself because I feel like it's something that I've always loved to do. I've always been passionate about it. I've always been informed. I used to be, I used to read up on all the tips and tricks in Nintendo Power magazines. Like I was just so in, in love with the idea of video games. So I'm hoping that something can, you know, come from this. And so far, luckily, I feel like I've been blessed with opportunities to show everybody that, you know, I get to do what it is that I love. So do you have a five-year plan? Uh, five-year plan? Um, you know, like I say, like I was saying, I, I think I, I plan to, you know, continue to grow as a player, as a person, uh, move, make moves in the industry, hopefully uh, work within the industry. I would like to be a pro player if that pans out and I would be elated. Um, and I think that if I continue to play the way I'm playing and improve as a player, that that can definitely be a possibility. So I'm hoping that all these things can kind of come to fruition and, uh, I can not only make myself proud, but I can make my mother proud and my girlfriend proud and, and be able to do things for them. Like, you know, the fact that they constantly support me and what I do, I want to be able to give back to them, you know, show them that this is possible. Yeah, man. No, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for those who have um, 
been listening and those who have joined in, hang around. We will be back in a jiffy. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, thanks for those who have stayed, those who have just joined. I'm here with Commander Jesse. We're just wrapping it up now. Um, so, bro, uh, what's the next tournament that you're hitting up? Um, I'm actually going to Combo Breaker next weekend. I'm very excited to go back. I didn't wasn't crazy about my performance last year, uh, so I'm hoping that I can avenge that. And um, you know, it's going to be the first tournament, first major tournament that I'm going to knowing that everybody else knows that I'm going to be a part of Ely, so it's going to be very interesting. I feel like I might have a target on my back. Well, you did pretty well last year in the Capcom Pro Tour, I think. I think you ranked pretty high in the North America region. Yeah, I think I, I placed uh, pretty well. Uh, I think I was 81st overall. Uh, North American, I wasn't sure of my overall rank, but I think I did fairly well for myself. I, I think I accumulated about 163 CPT points, something like that. So I think I did okay. Um, I had some, I felt like I was playing very strong towards the end too. I, I finished in top eight at SCR, and then I got top eight at the last chance qualifier as well. So I feel like I was doing pretty well. Okay. Um, well, could I just ask you, do you, um, do, do you help out with any events or any of the uh, gaming functions? Like I've seen that you've done a lot of the body count fighting, the online tournaments. Yes, so Body Count Fighting is, uh, you know, they've reached out to me from the moment I, uh, the moment I, I, I got top eight at Brooklyn Beatdown and got the double perfect on Mago. I think ever since then, they had asked me if I wanted to make a documentary. So I made a documentary with them. Um, it was like an hour long 
or like a 30 minute documentary uh, just about my story and how I came to, you know, to where I am. So ever since then, we've kind of had a, 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 you know, a good relationship and they've asked me to come in and do uh, events like body, like BCF1. I was their first overall champion against Vi, and then I was invited back and now I'm going to be a part of BCF6, their sixth event uh, coming up in June. So I've done a lot of work with them and I continue to do work. So right now I, uh, I stream with them. I create content with them. So I'll go and I'll stream uh, me playing ranked or sets or lobby or just matches with, you know, with viewers and things like that. Um, and just the other day I was doing commentary for them for their first BCF online tournaments uh, qualifier for a future event in 2019. Oh, that's awesome, bro. Um, and yeah. I see, and uh, and I've seen the cash and like the pot prizes that you've put in for these tournaments. Um, who are the people that you're working with? Uh, I'm working with Shy, with Cheyenne, super shy guy. He's uh, the my he was part of my commentary team. Uh, I'm also working with uh, Jay Hustle, John, and uh, another guy, uh, Ken. They're all part of the BCF team. Um, all of us together, you know, trying to create content and then they came into the scene just looking to be supportive, uh, looking to create content and, uh, you know, make, uh, have an event to showcase players all across the country and possibly maybe, maybe even around the world pretty soon, possibly. Do you think this could be a transition for you? Um, do you think you'll transition into being a host? Uh, honestly, I, I haven't thought about that, but I don't mind doing commentary and I wouldn't mind being a host that it, 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 I love to be able to watch and commentate and, you know, invite people into the community. So if being a host was something that can be done in the future. I would totally be open. To it. Mm. Yeah. Well, you've got you've got the attitude for it. And I mean, why deny the people that beard on camera, your beard <laughs> oils? If people if people want to see the camera as a as a as a host, I'm all about that. I will literally put get, get the beard oil. I'll get my you know I'll, I'll I'll be ready for the camera for the people for everybody. I'm 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 totally down. And that's what the people want, baby. Here's hoping. Yeah. Um, so so I have a question about the DLC characters. You've you touched Sakura and stuff. Um, so when all these characters finally get in there and it's all wrapped up. What should they do to best balance the game? Because I'd imagine that there'd still be people that aren't happy with certain things. Um, I, it's hard to say because I feel like this season has been a little like... Uh, I feel like the characters have been a little lackluster. Like I feel like there was such high expectations for Sakura and I don't think that those expectations were kind of met. And Blanca is another classic Street Fighter character, but I feel like... I'm not sure how well the characters stack up overall as far as the meta is concerned. So I don't know what they're going to do to shake things up, but it's difficult sometimes because you know that as soon as they, they nerf a certain character and buff another character, it changes the entire, entire meta. So now it's kind of an overall agree consensus that Akuma, Minot, Guile, and uh, Kami are four of the five strongest players, strongest characters in the game. And everyone else is like either in the middle or at the bottom. So it's kind of just, but those four, I feel like are just like cut above everybody else. Like you, it's, it's, it's clear in a way, I feel like they're cut, cut above everybody else. 
Okay. Well, give me the name of a character you, that you definitely want to get nerfed. Well, I didn't want Rashid to get nerfed, and he did. So I was glad for that. And that, trust me, I didn't, like, mail Capcom. And I didn't, like, ask anybody. He just got nerfed, so I'm glad. Um, and right now, I think Cammy is just a really strong character. Uh, I think she got, like, more moves than she even needed. Um, but right now, I think Akuma is, is really, really strong. I think that that standing medium kick is a very strong tool. Um, and he just does so much damage and V-Trigger, you know, a hard knockdown, which makes it very difficult. Um, so I just think that there's certain things that could be tweaked, but I can't say what exactly it is that I would take away from those characters, but I just feel like they have an overall edge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so just a fun question. Do you have an embarrassing story that you'd like to tell? With, 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 your, with you being willing to tell the story. An embarrassing story. Well, it's always nice listening to a, you know, after hours, oh yeah, you know, me and Smug, we were, you know. Let me try, oh, I'm trying to think right now, I'm trying to think, hold on. Oh, that's cool. Or, or just any funny moment, with a fan or with another player. Uh, oof, off the top of my head right now. Uh, let me think, let me think. I just think, I, I've... I know, I realized I went to Texas Showdown recently, and I realized that those dudes know how to have a good time. And you could just know, like, who knows how to have a good time and who kind of, like, more on the conservative side, kind of. But, like, I usually could tell, like, after a drink or two, you know? I'm like, okay, like, they seem like they're just, like, a good people. Like, and I feel like I've always gotten that good vibe from the Texas people. Like, the South, like, the Southern hospitality is, is truly real. Yeah. Like, I, I, felt, I feel like that when I'm in Texas, and I also feel like that a little bit in Atlanta. Like they're very genuinely good. Like just the, there's the manners and the hospitality. The hospitality is is there. Like I like I was there, and we just went out and you know we were at the bar and just hanging out with a bunch of other pro players and other top players, just having a, just a great time, just shooting the shit. And I just I really can dig vibes like that. Like I feel like whenever I pick up on a vibe like that, I'm automatically like you know this guy's this guy's a, a good dude like in my book, you know. Yeah, man. So I, I feel like I get that vibe from them. But as far as like moments, like I'm actually just trying to think like off the top of my head, when it's like, like just a moment that like, well, you know, like a moment where you were caught with your pants down and you were surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah, damn. I don't know why I can't think of one right now. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. Hey man, you may live life on the edge, just not right now. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I can't think of a moment like I can't think of the last time I was like really like oh my god like I can't I gotta get out of here or did you do something or did you do something silly with your partner once or you know did you was there an awkward moment between you and your partner that ended in laughter uh, I, don't, I don't know I mean I can't think of anything right now I honestly can't think of anything hey no that's all good man that's all good I think it was like, I think we were watching the show and it was just weird to see myself on television and then my friends and her friends were there and they're just like, oh look, Jess is on TV. I'm just kind of like, oh shit, like I'm not used to seeing myself on TV, I'm talking and like I'm, it's a little weird, but I don't know as far as like anything truly embarrassing, like it's hard to, it's hard to say. Hey, no, that's all good, man. Um, yeah. but, well, in this case, I'll, I'll turn it over to the idea of travel. I've asked a few guests, you know, like, where would they like to go to compete? 
and you said you've mm-hmm. traveled a lot but is there any places in particular that you do want to hunt down okay so a, a couple of places i just want to travel to just to travel to without gaming involved uh i guess the number one place i've always wanted to go to is italy um it's just something that about the culture and the food and just everything about it just i feel like i would i would love it almost scared I, I, would, I would love it too much you know and pizza is without a doubt my favorite food so oh it's everyone's I, food I, man no but it's it's not it's literally like people who know me know that i can literally eat pizza every single day and not get tired that's it's actually a, kind of it's a jesse he'll eat the pepperoni double cheese uh, it's yeah it's, it's it's actually insane like i i it's yeah like I, when i was in new york I literally like made my girlfriend tired because I wanted to eat at every pizza place, and she was like, "Okay, today we're not having pizza." And I was like, "Okay, you're right. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. Okay, let's go get something else." But I love love pizza, so I feel like I've always wanted to go to Italy, uh, go to the canals, try some like Italian wines, some pizza, just embrace the culture. So that's one place I've I've, I've dreamed about going to one day. Um, I've, I I want to go to New Orleans. Uh, I would hopefully want to make that trip out there with my girlfriend. She's always been wanting to go to. Um, and then just the places I've gone to, like I've really enjoyed myself in New York. I've really enjoyed my time in Austin. Austin, Texas is actually one of my favorite cities I've ever been to. Um, there's just, the food is great. The people are kind. There's actually like, a, if you go outside, right outside the venue of GMAC Austin, there's this place called Sixth Street. And it's just a line of restaurants and bars. Like there's just things to do all up and down the street it's it's actually it's amazing like there's just shows going on like live outdoor shows like it's it, there's just things to do all the time and the barbecue is is fantastic they're like, known for their barbecue yeah i had this thing i had once this place it's called franklin barbecue it's one of the world's best barbecue places like ranked world's one of the world's best barbecue joints and i waited in line for like three hours for like three hours i waited in this line but i knew i had to have it because it's rare it's 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 this place is super famous so finally got in there they gave me the sample of the brisket and it literally melted in my mouth it was one of the best things i've even like not only one of the best barbecue food like barbecue foods i've ever eaten it was one of the best foods i've ever had in my life period like it literally was just amazing like my taste buds weren't ready so every time i tell people if they're in austin it's worth waiting in that line to get that brisket and get that barbecue risking it for the brisket all good yes yes well then i guess uh two more questions um e-league and all that you know you're going to your tournaments evo are you going yes. to attack that big beast i'm definitely going to go to evo awesome go. yeah yeah i'm definitely going I, w- I wasn't able to attack this year but i definitely are you going in a crew or are you just going to rock up solo uh, I think I might go with my girlfriend, and she might bring her friends. I think that's what's going to happen. So I think, like, I think my friends are going to go there too, and we're probably just going to meet up with them. But I think I'm going to make that drive with my girlfriend. Yeah. Sweet, dude. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited, man. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Oh man, I've heard a lot of the time people in pools. Now this is something that a lot of people, I don't think, know if you're not in America, is that those who go to Evo. They'll go in the pools, and then some players disappear and don't come back. You know, because at Sin City, they get lost to the pokies. They're out shopping. They're just enjoying the sights. You know, there's too much. There's a lot to do. You know, there's a lot to do. It's tough. Have you ever gotten uh, wild in Las Vegas, man? I mean, I've had a good time. You know, I've had a good time. 
I, I you know, done a little, we did a little bit of gambling. It was, it was fun. Yeah. We, we do. We did pretty well at the blackjack table. When we work as a team, we do pretty well. Yeah, but never alone. Never alone. No, no, you don't want to go. I feel like going to a blackjack table alone. You can get salty. There's no one there to take you away. You're not really. You're working with strangers. It might not be a good idea. But if you go in as a team and you try to beat the dealer, you can you can make a run. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely, bro. Yeah. Well, I've got one last question for you. All right. Commander, what, who, sorry, who is mm -hmm. your fighting game waifu? Fighting game waifu? The staple <laughs> question that we ask. Oh, damn, dude. Because I started with Chun. Chun was my first. Well, it could be a Skullgirls character. And it's true, but I don't think I get down with Skullgirls like that. Like, I, I think I like Skullgirls, but I don't think I have a waifu in Skullgirls. But... Uh, favorite my waifu, man. Yeah. I would... Yeah. It's hard, eh? She doesn't have stretchy limbs. She doesn't have a beard. Uh. It's very hard. <laughs> very hard. I, I would I would say Sakura, possibly, just because I rocked with her so heavy in 4, and I play her a bit in 5, and... I don't think, like, Chun-Li is up there too, just because she was the original Bay. But Sakura is, for now, the current Bay. I, I think, I think it is. I think it is, just because Chun was my, was, was the one. For, and, and was the, was the first. So the first love is very strong. But I think Sakura is definitely, I think is, his wife, his wife who right, I think, yeah. I would okay. say, I would just, I think, I think I would say that, yeah. Sakura, okay then, sweet. Yeah, um, I think so. Oh, sweet. Well, thank you, Jesse, for the, for the time and the, the information, the interview. Um, is there any shout outs or anything you'd like to say before we conclude? Yeah, I mean, I want to shout out to everyone who's been so supportive of me. The guys over at Body Count Fighting have been there since, you know, the beginning of all the, the turn of success and they haven't left my side and I appreciate all the support that they do for me. I appreciate the support from my mom, obviously, who's just continued to believe in my dream and done everything she's in, she can in her power to, to be there for me. My girlfriend, who's been, you know, my number one fan and, and believes in me, and, and you know, has she's actually part of the reason why I started traveling. Um, before I met her, I was just kind of felt like I was comfortable, like playing in SoCal and being a strong player. But she was telling me like, if you're gonna go for it, you really need to go for it. You know, you need to pursue it and full hearted, like put yourself out there because you never know what's gonna happen and great things have happened and I'm gonna continue to do so and, and, and hopefully things will work out. You know? So uh, I'm very thankful for her and I'm thankful for all my friends who've come over to watch the show with me and, and you know, giving me competition and everybody in SoCal who's been so supportive of me. Um, and thank you for having me on the show and allowing myself to, you know, express my thoughts and feelings about the show and everything else. No, thank you, Jesse. It's been an honor. It's been a great pleasure listening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, cheers, man. Well, thank you, everyone who's tuned in. Wishing you a good day, good night, whatever time frame you're listening, you know, whenever you're listening. Catch you another time.